Riders in the Casa. Oklahoma where the winds come. Sweeping down the plane, twisters blow away your kingdom. Noise from the Sooner State, feel it in your eardrum. Way past the beginning and we are nowhere near done. My goodness, I'm nice with it. You can snap back, hold your hat, this how I'm fitted. Getting filled up off your hate as if I need it. While your takes on eating lighter, people say I need it. You didn't know when I hit the road, dog cities hit me spitting flows. Meanwhile, on tracks, I'm really not your typical spiritual, lyrical miracle. You imbecile. Going harder than a tombstone. Here lies in a method that never saw his doom, though. Joints instrumentally fire, but IQ, yo. Rocking like a Lucifer track. But what do you know? Forward and I can't go back. Lessons that I went through put some questions on my mental. Forward and I can't go back. Welcome all. This is the Outsiders Green Country Soccer Podcast. My name is Mario. I got my good co-host with me tonight, David. How you doing, David? Good, good, Mario. You, you got that uh, messy jersey on? No, no, not today. I actually got Alan Doyle's number four shirt on today. Um, you know, he's done so much great stuff for us. You know, he was with me yesterday at the watch party at um, Elgin Park. We were watching the match and I was like, you know what? I need to I need to support the man and wear his shirt today. So you didn't get the memo. This is all messy all the time, Mariano. Come I on, know, man. I know. I had it on last week. You couldn't see it because this is an audio podcast, but I didn't have it on. Well, I I guess next week will just be all messy all the time. But we do have a special guest here with us tonight. All right, go ahead and go ahead and introduce him. So we, we have a real treat for everybody tonight. We got a Tim Hansen, uh, director of communications for the Tulsa Athletic, here with us tonight. Um, hey Tim, how you doing? Doing great. Thanks for having me. I know I'm one of those uh, long time listener, first time caller type. So appreciate uh, appreciate being on the show. Yeah, I, I know I know you're on a little family vacation, so we'll make this uh, quick. But we're, we're great to we're glad to have you on. You know, because uh, Tulsa Athletic uh, last week pulled off something very very uh, something they've been searching for the last couple of years. You want to? Tell everybody what happened. Uh, yeah, I mean, it, uh, exciting, exciting NPSL finals that, you know, took nine rounds of penalties. And uh, Tulsa Athletic was finally able, able to capture that national championship that they've been seeking for, you know, 10 years as a as a club. And, you know, last three years have been right there on the edge. So, yeah, to finally get over, uh, get over the hump and uh, capture that first, like, national championship and, um, you, I know you called it, David. So appreciate that. <laughs> yeah, I, I joked. You need to, you need to make more predictions because they seem to, they seem to come right. So, yeah, mm-hmm. lucky to, you know, exciting time and capture, uh, capture that NPSL national championship and and do it in Green Country as well. Right. You guys actually got to host it this year. I know two years ago you guys were in the finals and you had to go down to Denton and play. Yeah, I got to host it up at Rogers State at Soldiers Field, which just a just an amazing little uh, D two facility. You know, can seat about two thousand, and we put fifteen hundred in there. So it was a great time in Claremore, and absolutely amazing atmosphere as well. That's awesome. Um, you guys had a pretty successful Heartland Conference. This is what you're like seventh Heartland Conference championship. Uh, as far as conference. Well, the Heartland Conference um, has only existed, hasn't been around for seven years. So we've won some South Central Conference championships as well. But yeah, we've won the Heartland Conference four straight seasons. Um, and I think maybe five overall. I know we've won the last four for sure. It kind of kind of lose track because uh, 
the COVID year kind of throws everything off. But yeah, we've we've won four straight Heartland Conference championships. Right. Uh, and it's just been a pretty pretty uh, good year for Tulsa Athletic this year. You guys got to, you guys got past the FC Tulsa and got to go up and play uh, Sporting Kansas City. How was that up there? Oh, that was that was amazing. That uh, I I still joke like I got lost in the in the stadium just because there are so many different tunnels. That place is just a massive, you know, proper proper facility, and uh, you know the atmosphere is great. We brought up you know some some our own fans came up. We had a nice little section of our supporters, and I mean we were playing a team that had I think it was eight million dollars of payroll on the field in a U.S. Open Cup match. Um, and we had a chance early to take a lead on a pen. Uh, um, we didn't capitalize on it, but, you know, just that atmosphere feeler before they got on the board where, you know, they were, they were struggling at that time too. I don't know if you guys remember sporting KC, what their record was at that time, but they were just struggling as a team. That's why they had a ton of their regulars out there. And uh, yeah, it was uh, early. It was, I mean, they obviously were the better side. They have millions and millions of dollars out on the pitch. So, um, but yeah, it was just an amazing, you know, once in a lifetime type experience to have, you know, an amateur side playing at a MLS, you know, their proper stadium, their proper lineup and, you know, just going toe to toe with them. That, that's awesome. Um, uh, so you guys had a coaching switch from last year, uh, Levi Coleman, he stepped down and Jason Rogers stepped up to be the head coach for the Tulsa Athletic. Uh, what was, what's been the difference between Levi and Jason? Oh, I'm I'm not really on the technical side of it, but I can just say um, Jason's been he's been amazing. Like he just his whole life has bled, you know, green and yellow. He's been a part of this club. His his brother was a goalkeeper, you know, in the early days and he never got a chance to play. Um, but he's always been, you know, someone who's really known everything about our club and really wanted to be a part of it. So um, their personalities are much different. But he's just one of those where he just bleeds uh, green and yellow and is all in and, you know, proudly wears that crest. So um, that's what I, I love about him, that he just he's all in and he's he's all about it. Like, you don't have to tell him about buy in. He's always been about Tulsa Athletic Soccer. That's awesome. And I, I saw where you guys uh, had renamed one of the entrances to uh, Athletic Community Field to the Joey Ryan entrance. Uh, dedication or dedicated to the very first coach of the Tulsa Athletic. Yeah, we did that on the last practice that we had, last training, the Thursday before the national championship. We actually, about halfway through training, we stopped it so uh, so Joey could be recognized. He was there, and we got the whole you know group, of, the group that was practicing. They were all there, and you know we just made sure that we appreciate everything that he's done. I know uh, he's been around his I mean, I haven't been around since the start, but I mean, there isn't anyone maybe outside of Sonny and Tommy that's done more for the club and has worked harder for the club than Joey Ryan. He's been absolutely amazing first as a coach. And I mean, he's still super involved and um, just an amazing, amazing person to have involved in the club. And I mean, obviously huge honor for him and he deserves it more than anyone else. Awesome. Um, so, Speaking of Hits Park, um, I know there's a little bit of a hiccup this year because the NPSL decided to enforce some silly rules on you guys. You guys, like you said, you had to go play at Soldier Field over there at uh, Roger State College. But um, do you guys think you guys will get back to uh, 
Hicks Park or um, athletic field at Hicks Park next year? Yeah, we're definitely going to be at Hicks Park. We're going to start this fall. I mean, we start in a couple of weeks with the UPSL season. That's going to be at Hicks Park. And then we don't plan on leaving Hicks Park ever again. We're, I mean, that's our long-term home. Um, we've invested a lot in making that a proper facility. And um, we're not going anywhere else. Hicks Park's long-term home for us as far as uh, where we're going to play. And we're going to keep investing and making it a better facility. It's, it's kind of like the early days with uh, – the old driller stadium where, you know, invested in that a lot. And we're doing that same thing with Hicks park and building that up in a nice, to like a nice proper lower level soccer pitch. Um, you know, we're trying to, trying to make it like some of those facilities you see in like in England, you know, lower division where it's just a nice little facility and it's sitting in a great neighborhood to, you know, create new fans and bring them to the match. So um, yeah, we're definitely going to be playing there going forward. I still have that shirt somewhere the for old Drillers Park, the Legends Never Die shirt. I always loved that shirt because as a kid, I used to go to Driller Stadium all the time and watch the Drillers there. And I just I I loved that ballpark. I, I wish the, the city would never pull the shenanigans they did and you know, tore it down. Yeah. Because... Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's when uh that's when I got hooked. I mean, a lot of people same way. That's when I got hooked on Tulsa Athletic was uh when it's a good time out of that old drillers stadium and i uh i'm not like enough stories of how great our drillers games out there too and just was nice a neat little facility um well so you guys have been very successful in the npsl the last few years and i know you said you guys are going to do the upsl this fall is that going to be like an under 20 squad or is that going to be the full uh full team uh, I think it's it's just going to be what local guys we have still. Uh, we really want to keep them, you know, in shape for another U.S. Open Cup and, you know, keep them involved with the club. So it's definitely just going to be the local, you know, whatever age they may, could, may be, um, just the local guys that, you know, don't have a college season to play to stay in shape. Um, just, you know, our normal local guys that we rely on, especially in the U.S. Open Cup when we don't really have those college players available. So. Um, it's probably going to be pretty similar to um, some of the same guys as the Open Cup roster. Um, we'll see exactly what. I mean, it's, uh, it's you know, it's fall, so you, you start getting busy with other commitments. But, yeah, it's it's going to be a lot of uh, just the local guys that are still sticking around town. So you guys have been uh, – Tulsa Athletics have been very, very successful. I mean, you guys have – you said four one last four conferences in a row – um, it, to me, it's if you guys have three losses in a, in a year, it's, it's a bad year in conference for you guys. Um, is there any thought about maybe moving to a different league, maybe say a USL League Two, if there's a or um, I've joked with Mariana, you guys need to go to NISA and you know, just get that step up in competition. Is there any maybe chatter about something like that? Uh, so that stuff's definitely above my level, but I can speak as like a supporter of that. Um, I mean, I'd love to be like a NISA level, but man, it's just so tough because, I mean, the clubs that are in that league, the good ones keep moving up and, you know, end up in like championship, USL championship. And then there's just kind of that inconsistency with some clubs that fold and, you know, don't even make it through the season, it seems like. And then the other big one is there's just not 
a lot of local clubs, whether it be NISA or some of those other leagues where, you know, travel is a big expense. So um, yep. kind of as a, as a fan, I'd love to see, you know, obviously us move up and, you know, kind of joke like, okay, we just won the league. What do we get promoted to? Uh, but <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, it's one of those, it has to make sense as far as, you know, travel and having close teams, you know, to play like um, even, even USL two, which, I mean, it's the equivalent, to, in my opinion, to NPSL. It's just a deeper, uh, it's a deeper league. The, the top, I think, are pretty similar as far as USL League Two and NPSL. Just um, that league, the 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 middle, the middle is is tougher, and the lower level of that league, you know, probably pretty similar to the lower part of the NPSL. But there's just more teams that are strong and really take it serious. But that's another one, like there's not any USL league twos that are that close. I mean, the closest ones are little rock Rangers and Wichita that used to be in our NPSL league. But outside of that, we're looking at a lot of travel too. So um, it's one of those like slower level soccer. You never know what's going to pop up, you know, maybe some other pro league pops up, maybe like a NISA, you know, gets more regionalized with some teams or, you know, figure it out and grow a little bit. But um, right now I, I, I don't really know. Um, what what we do next, I think we just keep doing what we're doing. And, and you know, as a supporter and someone that helps out, I'm just going to keep assuming that's what we're going to do until we don't, if that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, that makes perfect sense. Uh, Mariano, you got anything for Oh, yeah. For Tim? Um, last week, we've been talking about this for a good while now. Um, but USL is kind of concerned doing a pro rel, um, unfortunately, just through USL. Um, what are your thoughts about pro rel? And also, let's just say Tulsa Athletics does get to be involved with USL League Two. Um, how would you like that to like be implemented, like with the USL? Do you want like MPSL to be involved? Um, and just you know, speak freely on that as much as you want. I can tell as a fan that I would love to see USL do this pro rel. Um, I can tell you that's a big thing about Tulsa Athletic. I can remember one of my earliest conversations with Sonny, you know, after a match was us just talking about how pro rel needs to be implemented. And this is, you know, back in like 2015 after just a random match when, you know, you go to McNelly's afterwards and just hang out with the fans. And uh, that was one of my earliest memories conversations with him was talking about, you know, how we need pro rel. And uh, I would love for USL to do it. I think, I think if USL did it, I know it sounds like they do more of a, championship league one and maybe create create another another tier um i don't know exactly how it's going to be but have three tiers but if they could somehow incorporate usl league two i mean i would think a ton of npsl teams would be flocking at that opportunity i mean you'd be usl league two would definitely become the most dominant you know amateur league if that was the case but um yeah i i love that usl you know, has been floating out there. I really, really want to see what their next step is with it, if they actually implement it and go forth. Um, it's going to make the league in uh, the U.S. And, I mean, the quality of USL championship, you can already tell, has improved so much in the last few years. And, um, you know, there needs to be someone out there that can challenge MLS and what their structure is and how their system works. So, yeah, I would love to see USL just implement that someday soon. That's good. Uh, we feel the same way as well. Um, 
I want to also ask, um, this year with you guys jumping into the UPSL, who's going to be your like biggest rival there? Well, as far as I know, we got three other twelve teams that are being played in our and I think our biggest, just based on history, is going to be Little Rock Rangers because they have a team that's going to be in the conference. And it sounds like there's going to be eight teams in our conference, four in Tulsa, Little Rock, a Kansas City team, and I think another team in Arkansas. Um, I think I'm probably missing one, but I mean, I think I think the one that I'm most excited about is to be able to play Little Rock Rangers again. I know uh, their supporters group's really cool. Like, we get along with them great. I always joke with them. The only time I don't get along with them is when we meet on the pitch. So, I mean, I that's the one that I think is going to stand out as um, the biggest rival that we're going to play, but that's based on history. I mean, that's the nice thing about playing in a different league like this with different teams. We're, we're playing a bunch of teams that are loco, so maybe we'll uh, – create a few more new rivalries with some of the other teams that we play in Tulsa. That's good. So I saw you post on Twitter today that you passed by, you went by the, uh, was it Detroit, um, the stadium in Detroit? Is that correct? Yeah, I was actually in Detroit. I was at a, a Tigers game and stopped by Detroit city's, uh, their shop and, and, uh, you know, just doing the, doing the Detroit thing, hanging out on family vacation. Are you originally from Michigan? Is that correct? Yeah, I'm from uh, my, from the actual the the west side of the state, a little town outside of Grand Rapids. Yeah, that's where uh, I grew up uh, and lived until until I graduated from college and I went to grad school in Kansas and I've kind of been Kansas, Oklahoma, Texas area ever since then. That's good. So you um, became a fan in 2015. Is that correct? Yes. And that was um, when you guys went to play at Memorial Stadium. Is that right? Uh, 20, 2015 is still the old stadium at okay. the old Yeah, I'm sorry. I got those co- confused. I think it was like, what, 2017 is when you guys went to Memorial Stadium? Yeah, 2017 was, uh, yeah, La Fortune Stadium. And then, yeah, then Veterans after that until Hicks the last, well, I guess one year in RSU this year. That's cool. Um. I got to ask also, what's your favorite stadium amateur-wise that you've been to? I know you probably would have said Sporting Kansas City, but uh, which one's your favorite <laughs> other, other stadium other than Hicks Park that you like to go to and visit? Uh, man, that's uh, – I, uh, I think my favorite, just because it's such a different atmosphere, is going to Little Rock Rangers because you're playing in a football facility that – I mean, they're packing – I mean, they just had their playoff games where they put 7,000 people, but they play in like a 50,000-seat uh, football field. So even with these big crowds that they're getting, it still doesn't seem like they packed that place because you need 50,000 people to pack it. Oh, so yeah. it's it's just uh, that place is a cool atmosphere. Um, they always have good supporters. And um, I know their UPSL team's not playing there for their matches, but I'd love to, to get back there and play them in a competitive match at uh, – War Memorial Stadium where they play. Yeah. It reminds me of um that time when Chattanooga kind of hosted the championship for the MPSL and they had like at least like 9,000 or 10,000 fans there for the championship match. Um, Every time I look at that, I got kind of had to do a double look. I'm like, are they at Chattanooga or are they at Little Rock? But um, <laughs> yeah, they did pack those two. Uh, I think it was playoff matches for like 7,000, like you said. 
Um, and that was pretty cool. I, I, I'd love to see them just get like into USL two champion, like host the USL two championship at this point and just see how big of a crowd they get. Cause it seems like little, that's like little rocks only, only team. So they definitely, that town comes out and supports them big. Yeah. Oh, well, I'm very excited about whenever um, Northwest Arkansas comes out and they can add a little derby like we had with the athletics uh, at Hicks and probably next year, probably be at one Oak field, but. Well, um, David, do you have any other questions for Tim? Oh, um, I know you like to ask about Premier League, so I'll let you ask him some Premier League. Oh questions. yeah, I f- I forgot. I am so sorry. Um, <laughs> I always ask my guest that comes on, "What's your favorite Premier League team?" And don't say Man U. Oh, oh it's you can definitely say Man U. <laughs> no, mine's. Uh, I'm I'm not a fan of one of the big clubs. I uh, I'm a fan of Everton. No problem. I, I think that's acceptable here. Me, I, I'm, you probably already know I'm a Chelsea fan and David's a Man U fan and other host is a Man City fan, Van Wagen, by the way. But that's a different story <laughs> for a different day. But, um, no, um, we were very excited about the Premier League. And how do you think Everton's going to be doing this year? Oh, I just hope it's, it's sad, but I'm just hoping like the last few years that we're not getting relegated. I mean, as long as, as long we're stay, as long as we're staying out of the relegation zone. I mean, the last two years it's been exciting when, you know, they've they've won and avoided it. And I know two years ago when like they, I remember that feeling where they won. I think it was the match before the last match of the year, and there was huge pitch invasion, and it was super exciting. And but yeah, I would love to avoid uh, that drama at the end of the year, thinking maybe my team could get sent down. As a Chelsea fan, I fully understand that from past couple of years. It's been kind of scary, but to, to say that as a Chelsea fan is like, wow, you guys just won the UEFA <coughs> Championship just a couple of years ago. But, um, yeah, I fully understand what you mean by that. Um, well, David, do you have any other questions? I just uh, wish you guys good luck in the upcoming UPSL season. Yeah, guys, thanks for having me, and I'd love to love to see you guys out again. Got time in the fall for our UPSL at Hicks. And, uh, I think it's going to be a good time, and I know we're super excited to get back to you know our proper home and and uh, put a there. Sounds good. Well, thank you for being on, and um, you have a good one. Okay. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Yeah. Cool. Thanks. All right. Well, big thanks again to uh, Tim Hanson, Director of Communications for the Tulsa Athletic, your MPSL champions for the year twenty twenty three, but uh. Mariano, got to jump right back into it. Messy League Sarker or Major League Garber. Did you know that our, our good friend Lionel Messi is already the number four all-time scorer for Inter-Miami? Does it really count when it's like the League's Cup, though? Hey, they're counting it. I mean, <laughs> I mean, they're just... <laughs> I, I got to ask you a question. How much is Don Garber paying you for these, like, we like you inputting MLS so much as much as we have a little disdain over MLS. How much is Garber paying you? I don't know if you noticed, but slowly, week by week, this is turning into the Outsiders, the MLS podcast. Uh, yeah, we're, we're not even going to talk USL tonight. This is all messy. How can you say that with like a straight face? <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, there might be a, he might have a new running buddy in uh 
Miami. So Neymar is rumored to uh, be looking towards MLS because I guess PSG is just totally imploding over there in France. So, oh man, from Mbappe to we'll talk about Mbappe in just a second, but who do you think Neymar is going to go to? Man, if you would go to the MLS, I would say LA Galaxy. I mean, they they need somebody. Uh, they need somebody, some star power. And I think if any team, I mean, it has to be a beach. So, you know, you would think Miami, but I think they're overspent on their salary cap. And then not going to go to Columbus. No, I would maybe say Pulisic would go to Columbus, but <laughs> um, yeah, no, I, I would think neither LAFC or LA galaxy or shoot. Um, I, I wouldn't, I don't know if you would like the cold weather over there in New York, but New York, um, New York, New Jersey, um, Red Bulls will love them. So I think it's 50 50. I think it's going to be either Miami or LAFC. I think that's your, your two biggest draws right now. So I think if Neymar comes and the MLS will have to do that, that messy rule again where they, everybody gets to pay again. God, it's just bring Neymar in. It's just a circus, man. I tell you what, but I got to tell you one thing: those messy free kicks. I'm not sure <laughs> if you've seen the last one, but I think he took like ten steps forward before the wall got built, and then yeah, he, he was kicking it left. He was kicking it left, left, left. <laughs> uh, I saw a video of it on Twitter a couple days ago, and I was like, "Man, how's the ref not allowing that?" I mean. It's just like you said, this is just it's looking a little fishy, you know. It it's messy rules. I mean, and now I guess a Liga MX like everybody's hate I, I don't know if there'll be another league's cup because they're they're not liking it. I mean, I wouldn't either. They're having to travel. None of the games are being played in Mexico. I mean I mean they should have known I, that. The the revenue's all going to MLS. I mean, the real revenue oh, yeah. is all going to MLS. They might share some, you know, stadium tickets and stuff like that, um, percentage of it, but it's I mean, all going on less in the ending. I mean, the the most legit game they've had so far is Nashville beating Club America. I mean, we're not going to talk about that, man. It's too soon. Too soon. <laughs> too soon. Too soon. Oh man, but uh, let, let's transition out of that uh, major league guard. But before we do, I need to ask you one question. You go and, ahead. This I should save it for the ending, but I want to go ahead and say it before I forget about it. Now, a couple years ago in England and all over Europe, they were talking about having the Super League. Yep. Isn't this kind of like the Super League, but just MLS and Mexican League? Like, why are we furious about this? Why isn't there not more people like inclined for this? Like, why? Why is this acceptable? Is it because it's just MLS and Mexican League or is it? What's your take on that? Well, so I thought for like the longest time that the uh, rumor was that MLS and Liga MX was going to just combine and make one big league, and every team was going to be involved. I, I, this is a tournament. This is an in-league tournament or in-season tournament. So, you know, I don't think it's that big of a deal. I mean. It's all a money grab. It's 
it's it's all it is. I mean, I, I I'm not I'm not opposed to it because it gives an another chance for teams to raise a cup or something something cool. No, I I fully agree with you. It's another competition. You know, uh, actually, it's a Mexican league just started their season just like a week or two ago, so it gives them more play right. time and more. More scouting to do as well in the United States for more players and stuff like that. But uh, I just I thought about thing with- I, I was thinking about that and I was like, man, I know it's just a, a tournament, not a league, but mm-hmm. it's just it's giving me those vibes. Well, the Super League thing, I thought the like the last incarnation that it was supposed to run concurrent with the other leagues in Europe, but it, it, it would. It would be like just a certain select few teams, the teams with the money and this and that, and it would probably drive, you know, it, everything's already high as it is, but it would drive transfers to the route because these certain teams would be wanting every player so they could have a deep, talented squad, and they would only be the teams getting money or at least the biggest chunk of the money. And it would be leaving the other teams that's not in the Super League in the dust because, not to say it's not already that away, but it it would just be the certain certain teams just the rich getting richer if, is is the saying. So that that's what the Super League was to me. But you know, it is what it is. But uh, let's let's go ahead and talk a. Uh, we got two other leagues before we got to talk about the good old USL. Go ahead. Let's but, go uh, ahead and start it. All right. This, you know, I'm, I'm really trying to convince you to make this a messy podcast slash Nisa podcast. But uh, I want to talk a little bit about Nisa. You know, they made some headlines this week and it, it was just absolutely hilarious. It's like um, you you're well, the Oracle. You, you call, you call for these things to happen and they happen. So, George Jun- Junkaj, I-, I can't even pronounce the last name, but uh, the owner of Michigan Stars, he he tweeted out at the probably the best source of Nisa information. You know, the the Knights who say Nisa podcast. Um, he tweeted at them. This came directly from the Michigan Stars Football Club Twitter account. Dear Knights who say Nisa or whatever you call yourselves, honestly, I don't listen to your broadcast. I don't even know who you guys are. Some people come to to me telling me you are defaming Michigan Stars and the Junkosh family. I understand they're using the Junkosh name to boost your ratings. If you have the guests, invite me on your show and you can ask any questions you have and your viewers can have the real story. Otherwise, quit defaming the Junkosh. I want to have him on our show. <laughs> <laughs> you want us to get you want us to get the next tweet. I, I, yeah, and we don't even cover Nisa. This is just insane. <laughs> An independent podcast, you know, just like us, doing our thing, covering what we love. And uh, of course, you're not going to have the greatest things to say about every team all the time. I mean, we don't, we don't, we, that's the reason we're an independent podcast here. So we can have our opinions about our team. In a, owner of a team comes out and basically threatens you to stop to take 
their name out of your mouth for pretty much the only podcast that covers your league. It's just insane. That'd be like, I don't know, um, the Colorado Springs owners telling uh, Taylor Twelman, not, do not talk about us. It's, it's ridiculous. This is Nisa. I, I, I thought they were going to, they hadn't made any noise this year as teams folding or drama or this or that. And then this comes out. Like I said, you are the Oracle. You, you called for it and it happened. I think he, I think he listens to this podcast because right. he overheard you saying how there's no drama that they might actually have a successful year this year with no problems. And then you go ahead and say that. And then, Nisa drops the ball. He's like, hold my beer. Hold on. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then some other news. Let's, let's, let's get away from Michigan Stars because, you know, God bless them. They are entertaining. But I guess the big new rumor is, and I, I don't think it's even much of a rumor, but Chattanooga FC is going to be playing MLS Next Pro next year. I mean, they posted some jobs on the MLS website. And to be honest, it's their only outlet for right now. I don't I don't know why any independent club would want to play in the next pro because I'll I'll let you tell you tell you your uh, little story trying to watch next pro, but it's just I don't see how the independent team will survive in it. We've already seen the Rochester Rhinos down, so yeah. And um, there's uh, another club that's actually rumored that they're not paying none of their players. I'm not sure if it was Albion or uh, it was Gold Star FC up there in Michigan. Yeah, Gold Star FC that they weren't paying none of their players. And it's like, and no more, no more prediction for Nisa because it's gonna happen <laughs> again. There, David, you're you're. I'm not George, whatever his name is from Michigan, but I'm telling you right now, no more prediction because it just gets worse and worse. Uh, but I kind of feel bad for the teams that are actually trying, like, you know, uh, Chattanooga, that they're undefeated, um, mm-hmm. you know, Bobcats that are doing okay. But sounds like LA Force is trying to come back and make a name for themselves, but and uh, Nisa is just another another circus, man. It's it's insane, but uh, yeah. So um, let, let let's get away from the old, good old Nisa and talk a little bit something that starts this weekend. Isn't there something starting this week? I, I man, I just I lost my show notes tonight. Is something starting this weekend? Oh yeah, Premier League. Premier. That's it. That's it. Premier League. How, how dare you forget that? How dare you forget that, sir? Yeah, I'm, I'm going to tell you that I'm afraid this year for my Manchester United. I mean, we haven't even started to play the game this year. And our next game, the, the team's already got a new coach bump against Manchester United because uh, Wolverhampton, Wolverhampton Wolves coaches, six days before the game, has quit them. <laughs> That's never a good sign. I think it's that new white jersey the man you has that kind of looks like Liverpoolish. They're like, nope, we're not playing them. I, never mind. <laughs> oh man, it could be. I I, I did see the new uh, Man City kit, the the kind of like the off red and white kit with yeah. the collar. 
didn't like it. Sorry. I, I don't know why why Man City wants to, you know, have red. You know, stay in your lane, boys. Stay in your lane. I, I think we might know somebody that might buy that jersey by Christmas time. I don't know. He, he buys half the league's jerseys by Christmas. <laughs> that is true. He does have a Chelsea, Arsenal, uh, Man City after what's the name came in. I'm speculating on the last part, but you know. <laughs> but uh, yeah, how 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 uh, do you think your Chelsea's going to do this year? I mean, how many more players are they going to sell? How many more are they going to buy? Are they going to get investigated again? <clears throat> oh my God! I think this show needs to be called too soon, too soon, too soon for my team, man. And then get to find out that one of my fo- forwards got injured and he's out for the season as well. I'm like, well, we can't, we can't win for losing, man. I tell you what, you guys can't have nice things. I mean. United just signed a forward too, and he got injured too. Or so, I mean, I, I I don't know. This is gonna be an interesting, uh, interesting year for Premier League. Um, are you gonna stick with your prediction of Man City winning it all? Uh, I don't know that or Arsenal right now, but I'm gonna I'm gonna keep what I what I've said. I mean, Arsenal did just defeat Man City for the uh, Community Shield. Yeah, but. That's the community shield. Hmm. I, I, I'm going to stick with my prediction when I said City's going to win one more. One more? Okay. One more. Um, a lot of their pieces are getting older. I mean, we've seen half their team go to uh, Saudi Arabia just like Chelsea. <laughs> man, um, speaking of uh, Saudi Arabia, man, have you been seeing all these players that are being picked up by them? It's it's insane. Like they're the new retirement league. I mean, you know, everybody thought said uh, MLS was a retirement league, but no, it's Saudi Arabia now. Yeah. But I um, mean, I'm looking at I'm looking at transfer market page, and I'm looking actually looking at your Chelsea squad. Yeah, the departures are 23, 24, and there's. Three that left Chelsea and went to Saudi Arabia. Uh, Koulibaly, Mindy, yeah, uh, Conte. It's just, I mean, it's all big names. I, they're, they're doing what they want. They, they're spending all their money and getting big names. Yeah. And speaking of the Saudi League, I think Fox picked them up um, yep. for their shows. So. Uh yeah, we're gonna be watching those matches on Fox. <laughs> there we go. And you know, and there there's some big news that just happened this evening for the Premier League. Uh um, uh, I'm guessing Tottenham's probably gonna get relegated at the end of this year because uh Harry Kane is leaving Tottenham to go over to uh Bayern Bayern Munich. How do you, how crazy how crazy is that? Four year deal, the man. Harry Kane is 30 years old and they signed them for a four year deal. Man, that is yeah. that is crazy, man. I just you know, you I wanted him at United. I really did. Yeah, you know, I just don't think Tottenham would have sold him in the Premier League. It just sucks for him, you know. 
what's he second or third all time leading scorer in the Premier League? Yeah. Um, never won a never won a title or anything. I just, you know, always been on the England national team, and he he's not going to get to do anything here in the Premier League. He's going to have to go over to Bundesliga and try to win a title. I'm glad you told me this because now I got to take him off my fantasy league team. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you might want to do that. You might want to do that. But so, you know, our, our guest tonight is Tim Hansen. His his favorite team's Everton. Um, who do you think's got a better chance of being relegated, Everton or Tottenham? Well, right now, my my hope is Tottenham, but. Everton finds always a way to get down there as well. So it's going to be a tough call, but I hope Tottenham does. I mean, that that owner doesn't have a history of spending money. I mean, yeah, they're getting a nice chunk of change for Harry Kane, but do you think that he'll actually invest that in more players for the team or? Or fix his football stadium. Oh, I mean, his stadium. Yeah. (laughs) Make it more lily white. (laughs) Yeah. But, uh, one last thing to talk about before we get into USL, but uh, ha- how disappointed are you in the U.S. women's national team? I'm a little disappointed. Um, they had a tough match. Mm-hmm. I think most of the team had a ego that, you know, we'll win it all. It doesn't matter who we play. And for us Americans, we have that. You know, it's that competitive edge that we have. And the women's team, the United States women's national team, I think they had it. I think that they overthought this match. They really didn't really look at it. A lot of people blame the coach. A lot of people blame the players. I blame the ego. And I, to be honest, think it was just um, a chance that they should have capitalized and they didn't. And yeah, that's my thoughts. 100% agree. 100% agree. I, I think that they got caught in a weird Word spot the U.S. Women's National Team, where you know they had that they've had all those legendary players, the and they're in that transition of passing the torch to the younger players, and I I just don't think there was a good transition to that, and so you know they were vulnerable and they and they lost to Sweden. I mean, it is what it is. Sweden's a very good team. Um, I don't. Barr said that was a goal. It that is the slimmest margin goal I've ever seen in my life. Now, I looked at that maybe four or five times. And first, I, I played a little goalie, you know, just for fun and stuff like that. When you tap that ball, you don't tap it up, you tap it to the sides, especially on a penalty kick. And when that ball went down, it hovered down and it crossed that line. I was like, Yep, yeah, that's a goal. Now, I watched the highlights of it. Let me go ahead and say that real quick. But I didn't wake up at 4 o'clock in the morning to watch it. But um, <laughs> right. yeah, I was actually at work when it got done. But, yeah. All right. Well, let's jump into that uh, USL championship that we, we love. Um, I, got, I got a little beef with the USL championship right now. Um, go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Got beef with them. Um, Orange County's coach, uh, Wharton Carlson, was named uh, uh, coach of the month. Uh, I don't agree with that. I think uh, Blair Gavin should have got a 
got got a little bit of a nomination for that. I mean, they say that uh, uh, Carlson's team, you know, they uh, they won four four of their five games. So did we in the month of July. Um, and they, they even said that, you know, Alan Marcina of San Antonio was second second voting behind Carlson. Not even to mention a player, Gavin. Tulsa had a run of, you know, five straight wins. Uh, we, I know. I, What's that? I said, trust me, I know. <laughs> yeah, I'm out of so, predicting some of that. A little bit of beef that, you know, Blair did get a a, a look at um, Coach of the Month, but it is what it is. I'm, I'm sure that uh, USL doesn't really care what we say, but that we, we feel that Blair should have had a, more of a look at for Coach of the Month. But uh, how about Sacramento Republic signing the youngest ever professional soccer player in the United States. That kid's like 13, right? Yeah, he's like 13. But he's been a he's been a monster for their academy club. Um uh his name's Davian Kimbra. Um he's been with the Sacramento Republic uh, Youth Academy. Um he's 13. When he was signed he was 13 five months and 13 days. Wow. Um, he I think he scored like a ridiculous amount of goals for them. Um, let's see. Yeah. In two seasons of MLS next play, he scored 61 goals and 81 appearances. Wow. That is an insane amount of, go- <laughs> of goals. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. Now will he get to, I think it's a, it's a full professional contract. I don't, I'm not sure it's a, a youth Academy contract. I mean, he's just a, but um, will we see him play in the USL this year? Maybe it's just like a development contract for him, but that'd be insane. <laughs> you yeah. know, we we got guys on our squad that's 20 years older than him, I believe. Yeah, we do. So that, that's insane. It's, it's, it's really cool too. But uh, um, the other big uh, news that happened last week, was uh, North Carolina FC says they're going to uh, move back up into the USL championship from uh, USL League One. How do you feel about that? Oh, I, I really like it. You know, they they haven't really killed it in League One, but um, I was glad glad to hear them come back. I was like, man, another East Eastern team, but a little disappointed because that might mean that we might be going back to the West. Well. So right now for uh, 2024, the expansion of the USL championship is Rhode Island and now North Carolina. So that's two more Eastern Conference squads. So, yeah, FC Tulsa is officially a new, until Benton County gets here, FC Tulsa is the new uh, St. Louis uh, FC where, where we're going to be switching uh, conferences every year. Maybe next year we, there could be a middle, uh, middle conference or something like that, like they had uh, when COVID came around. Right, a little central division. Yep, us and the Texas teams, and in that that Benton County or well, not Benton County, the Northwest Arkansas team. Yep. There we go. You know, bring back the Swope Park Rangers. Yeah, I'm I'm surprised that we can't get like a like a Kansas or a Kansas City or some other Missouri team to come 
take place yeah. of the of sporting or even St. Louis. I'm starting that right now. I'm starting uh, USL to Swope Park. I want the Rangers back. Iowa, hurry up! <laughs> right, but uh, you know, right, right now, uh, the USL is on a. They just had their summer showcase series, uh, which FC Tulsa took a big, big part of that. But uh, they they introduced the the ball that we're going to be using next year. Did you get to see it? I did. Semi semi colors of FC Tulsa too. Right, it was pretty, it was pretty ball. They said it was uh, it, it it's supposed to float a little bit more, be a little bit more lightweight. Hmm. So we'll see if that means more action. So. So now everybody behind us in our section can worry less about yeah. the ball hitting them in the face now. Yeah, and be a little softer, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah, you got any USL news? No, I, I think that's all I have. Let's let's transition into FC Tulsa. Um, we got two new players that we signed. How about that? Oh yes, go ahead and announce them. So um, we. Uh, we we uh, purchased a player from Colorado Swing Switchbacks, uh, Patrick Segris. He's a left back. He kind of can play that left back role or left wing back role. Um, he played with Philip Goodrum in his time in Memphis. Um, really talented left back. But I was pretty excited that you know we went out and got a player of his caliber. Um, I think he's going to make a difference, uh, especially with the Adam Armour being injured. He hurt his knee. We'll talk about that in a little bit, but um, it was kind of lacking there in the left back area. So it's good to get a player of that caliber. I mean, I've you know I've seen a few people say he's top three left backs in the USL Championship. So you know we got we got a, a player high caliber there, and then we signed on loan from Columbus Crew Keegan Hughes. He's a center back, about six three six four. You know, talented player. Um, very excited to have him, and uh, we we got to see him both of them play in the Louisville game a little, little bit. Um, what do you think of their first action for FC Tulsa? No, I I love what um, Patrick um, was playing. I really was impressed with his ball handling and his passing in the middle. Um, I really wasn't too too fond of the other guy that plays center back a little bit, but a couple of bad passes, but. Yeah. You know, hopefully with time, it can the chemistry will work out. So with Keegan, uh, I I I've seen some positives and I've seen some negatives. So you you hit the nail right on the head with the the bad passes, but he he got here Wednesday, I believe. Yeah, and, and maybe had one light practice, and he was, you know, the team tweeted that might see another player besides Patrick playing. I don't think he was meant to play 45 minutes. I think he was meant to play like 15 minutes, but uh, Rashad uh, Tete got hurt. Yeah. Had to come off at halftime. Um, you know, we just, you know, Jorge can play center back. I don't think they want to play him at center back. So, you know, they slotted Keegan in and let him go. And there was, there was some obvious miscommunications, but I think, you know, he had this week to work with the team. Um, we played on Wednesday. We don't have another game till next week, so he's going to get plenty of time to get some some reps in and practice and you know fix those communication problems. Oh yeah, but you know, exciting. Um, you know, we didn't we didn't trade anybody. And Patrick, you know, we we outright 
uh, you know, purchased him from Colorado Springs. There was a little caveat that he couldn't play against them, which mm-hmm. I was like, I, I was like, really, really. I hope you knock the price down a little bit on him. If <laughs> you know what I mean. Yeah. But it's like they do a Premier League. I mean, once they loan out a player or something like that, they'll. We didn't really loan, but uh, they yeah, have. It wasn't a rule on there. Say, hey, you guys, he can't play for the next match or something like that. And I can understand it a little bit. I I can get it for as a loan, but hey, we just paid you money for this guy. He's ours. You shouldn't get a say in who we play against. I mean, if you loaned him to us, then yeah, you can say that. But we paid you money. Like I said, they 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 better knock the price down a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, FC Tulsa played Wednesday night. Um, we played in Colorado Springs Switchbacks um, up there in Colorado. We so we went on the road. Um, it was the USL Summer Showcase, and it was on ESPN two. Which I, I got a little beef with that because it wasn't on ESPN two. It was on ESPN U for like the first thirty minutes. Because we got preempted by a women's softball game or something. And then on the ESPN U feed, it just cut cut away from it. And so we had to go back to ESPN two and find it. You know, did that happen to you? Yep. Yeah, same thing that happened to us. They had just like you said, the softball game on ESPN two, and then uh like you said, thirty or forty minutes into it, they switched it off to the uh what was it, the NCAA women's soccer. I think it was like UCLA versus some Eastern team. I forgot who it was, but um, then they switched it off again. And I think it was like right after halftime is when they put it back onto ESPN two. So, so, but it, it was cool that, you know, we get to play on the national, um, a national game, you know, on ESPN two on Sirius XM radio. Um, you know, we, we drew with, Colorado Springs one to one. Uh Milo Yosef had a <laughs> had a killer goal in the first half. And then um you know he was, he was trying to hold tight and Jonas Feldberg for Colorado Springs came off the bench. First touch he he gets and he scores. So um I I, I want to get into a good discussion about this this game and this team. So I, I want you to I want you to put I want you want you banner banner with me a little bit on this, but uh, how are your what was your feelings about this game against Colorado Springs? Well, it was um, it was a back and forth match, is what I'm trying to say. Um, a little bit of the ref, I I was, I mean, we're gonna talk about it every week, every time we talk about this uh, match. But that referee, I think he left his cards in the in the break room or something because the first half. Yeah, he, he was just keeping them in his pocket. Didn't even want to look at them or nothing like that. Um, I think in the ending of the first half or the beginning of the first half, I think he gave our players like maybe two yellow cards. Um, he wasn't really controlling the game. He was blowing the whistle and whatnot, but he wasn't really kind of showing the cards off to us that much. And then they finally got a yellow card, and it was a miracle. But um, it, it was a back-and-forth match. I, I like I liked it. I wish they put Haji in a little bit earlier because there were some tired legs on FC Tulsa by like the 60th minute. But yeah, um, we we and I'm gonna say this: we parked the bus a little bit too early. Um, 
I think if we would have kept flowing and kept attacking, I think we could have got a goal. But we kind of let them kind of keep the mem like the tempo of the game, and I just wish we would have just kind of attacked a little bit more. So, yeah, I agree with you. Um, the ref, that was a clear penalty on Phil Goodrum, um, in the box. Phil, you know, he Philip didn't lean into the player. He Philip went straight up, and I think it was Chapman from. No, it was Mahoney from Colorado Springs undercut him. Bad. I mean, Phil landed on his shoulder. That that's how bad he was under. It wasn't one of those things where he oh he bumped him. He undercut him, took out his legs. You know, in the box should have been a straight penalty. We shouldn't had a chance to go up one nil there. So yeah, the ref. I I kind of feel like the ref was told to let it play. Yeah. This this is on national TV. Let it play, <laughs> but uh, so I I, I want to I, I want to have a little bit of. I, I said I want to go do a little Stephen A. Smith on our offense right now. Um, I don't like it right now. I don't. I, I've watched the last few games. You know, Tampa Bay, Louisville. Now this Colorado game, where it feels like we're playing with. Three man back line, three defensive midfielders, and two wing backs, and then we're we're throwing Dyer and Epps and and uh, Goodrum up top, and just there's no, but there's nobody creating for them in the middle. Um, it basically feels like we're we're sending our three attackers against six defenders, and right. then we're we're holding everybody else back on the other end of the field, and we're not. We're not getting shots off. We're not controlling possession like we was earlier in the season. We're not. I mean, I I seen this going up the uh, up the sides with Epps and and you know, uh, Yosef would do it every now and then. And Dyer, you know, it, there'd be four guys in the middle of the box, and it'd be just Goodrum. And Defenses are running over Goodrum right now. That that's how they're playing him. They they're like, all right, that guy scores. That's their that's their superstar. That's their main target. We're going to rough him up. We're going to run through his back every time we. And he's not a tall guy. He's five ten, I think five eight, five ten, somewhere in that range. Yeah, every five, time they try to do, every time they try to do, a, every time Tulsa tries to do a long pass, we're going to run through the back of him. We're not going to get penalties on him. We might get a we might get a yellow, every now and then for consistent infringements, but. That's what they're going to do. If, if Tulsa is going to try to do a deep, long, direct ball every time, we're going to run through his back. And that's what's happened in the last three games. And and honestly, Goodrum has not scored in the last three games. Um, And we've gotten one goal in the last three games. Yeah. We've got two losses and one draw. And until we can get our back line straightened out, you know, um, Adam Armour just got hurt. Uh, we we all thought it was it was straightened out with Adam Adam Armour, uh, Rucci and Tete and uh, and Malou being our back line, and then Armour got hurt. So now we're shuffling guys again in the back line, or going to a straight three man back back line. And when we go to that three-man back line, we're playing McCabe as a defensive midfielder, Bird as a defensive midfielder. We had Colin Fernandez, who was a defensive midfielder. 
we got nobody uh, as a center mid or an attacking mid that's make creating for Dyer or Goodrum or Epps, you know. And I seen this time after time, Epps and Yoser were playing on the si- same side. They weren't making overlapping runs. No, it was it would be like all right. Yosa would take it out wide, and Epps wouldn't be making a run. Epps would sink off into the middle, and nothing was getting created. And I don't know. I I think I know me and you have preached over the years. We want a Juan Pablo Kaffa type player back on our team. Yeah, somebody in the mid, being the maestro, creating, and you know, for the longest time, I was hoping that's what they would do with Rodrigo da Costa. You know, but they kept on trying to make Rodrigo a Ford. We got a we got a tough stretch of games coming up. We got Tampa Bay coming up again. We got Birmingham coming up again. We got we got some tough games. I mean, and there's the teams below us are making their moves right now. No, yeah, they're catching up. They're catching they're up. They're catching. Yep, yeah, they're catching up. It's we gotta we gotta hammer out this offense. It it just it the last two or three games just feel like there was no creativity, and it just felt like we was going we was throwing that long ball up top for Philip and defenses are running right through the back of him. And honestly, if I was an opposing team coaching against FC Tulsa, that's exactly what I would do. We would Goodrum would not get a touch of the ball with space. Yeah. Someone would be on his heels every time. It would be up to Dyer and you know. We're not running an attacking mid. We're not running a center mid. We're running three defensive midfielders out with with our back line. So it it just felt like every time we got possession, we was attacking, we had three guys against seven or eight. There's no way in hell we're going to win that. No, you're right. You're so right. Well, um, I... I was going to save this for the ending, but I got a couple of hot and spicy takes and I got two players that are going to be on my, what I'm going to call a little bit of my shit list. And I hope they use this as encouragement um, because I, I know they can do better. Um, my number one guy that is right now, not for me producing well. You Todd. <laughs> yes. Uh, this We'll call this the Todd moment. Um, Colin Fernandez, I, I had high hopes for you in the beginning of the season. I was hoping you're a veteran, you become like captain, you kind of lead this team to be more a CDM. Well, any chance I see you with the ball, I see an incomplete pass, a turnover, um, a defensive lapse where you're not covering the right guy or you're running late to cover a guy. Uh, we can't do that here. We can't. We need you like really badly. And I, I'm sorry for putting your name on blast, but we need you like to be the old Colin Fernandez that we expected and know. Um, we can't be having these lapses where we lose the ball right in front of the box and then we'll have a chance to score easily. Um, we got lucky that we drew the game and not lost three to one. Um, Yes, this is definitely a Todd moment. (laughs) Um, My second guy, and man, I thought you were going to be like the leading scorer of this team. But Epps, I'm I'm sorry for putting your name on there, but you, 
I like David was saying, you're not doing the overlap runs. You should be like holding the ball on the side and try to break it in and do those curve balls to the goal, like Milo did, uh, like Yosef did. Um, I I was expecting for you to be a scorer. I I thought you were going to be like a high scoring player for us, and it's just. You're either like running away from the ball or you're looking for a better placement or I don't know what's going on, but we need you to like right now. Goodrum is a good player, but he can't do it himself. Um, but that was my Todd moment. Wow. I think, you know, hey, we got to get this offense worked out. Um, you know, maybe Richie Ryan, you know, he could throw on a jersey for us. I think. I think he can still play. He looks to fit over there on the sidelines. So, but uh, you know, one one draw. We walk out of Colorado Springs, t- a tough environment. It was a packed stadium. You know, altitude. You know, midweek game. Um, uh, can I ask you? National- yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Um, should Bird's goal line save be save of the week? I think so. I've been. You know how much I love Bird. And I think that should be save of the week. Forget about anybody else's save, but that was the best save. Oh, my God. (laughs) More Eric Bird love. The man, he's the legend. He is the goat back there. (laughs) All right. Now, um, we got a game next week. Um, I think it's on Friday night. You take on... Uh, Tampa Bay Rowdies on home, yeah, country night there. FC Tall at uh, One Oak Field. Um, so I I don't know what that means. Um, I oh um, there's gonna be a actually a, a group right after the game's over that they're gonna be playing country music right afterwards. So right. better go get your country boots and your country hat and your Wranglers and or maybe a straw. To chew on for a little bit and say, Yeah, <laughs> you know who this this sounds like it's right up Kevin's alley. Oh this, my this god, night. you know he's gonna be coming in there with some chaps. Oh, you know it, yeah. So, <laughs> um, then we got another home game coming up, I think, against Birmingham pretty soon. Um, Birmingham's been on some lean times right now, so maybe that's some some points we can go grab. Um, the Tampa Bay game is gonna be tough, yes. Yeah, so um, I think we have, we all just saw him play. Us play them down there in Tampa, but you know that that's just more incentive for everybody to show up to one up field on next Friday night, uh, game time eight eight p.m. Yep. Um, everybody show up, get that place, make it make it a home, give give FC Tulsa the home field advantage. No, but uh, anything else FC Tulsa you want to talk about? No, I, I'm excited to watch them. You know. Um, Hopefully we're gonna get a uh, our good buddy over there from Tampa, um, come on a show and yeah. we'll talk a little bit else about Tampa on the next show. But that's all I have. But um, we we had Tim Hansen on the show earlier tonight, but uh, talking about Tulsa Athletic and for local news, um, they uh, defeated Apotheos FC. I think they're out of Georgia in the MPSL Championship Final. Uh out in Claremore uh, last Saturday. So that's their very first ever NPSL championship. They've been in the uh, – they lost the finals in 
20, was it 2021? They lost in the finals in 2021 to Denton Diablos. Then they uh, fell in the quarterfinals last year in the NPCL playoffs. Um, it's just another another quality win for them. I mean, I, I keep saying I think they need to bump up competition, but, you know, if that if that's where they want to keep their home at and just dominate and win every year, yeah. you know, to each is their own. That, that that might be what they want, you know. Well, you also got to look at what Tim said. You know, right now Nisa's really they don't have any clubs anywhere in their area, so their traveling expense would go tenfold of what they're spending right now, and League Two. They feel like it's kind of comparable to MPSL, and there's not really major teams that are allowing them to actually have a local rivalry, and they'll be traveling as well, even probably longer. So I can understand their situation with that, but, you know, I'm glad that they're going to try the UPSL because it's more competitive and there's more local sides to that that they can play against. Man, so, wouldn't you just wouldn't you just want to see that Tulsa Athletic Michigan Stars matchup? <laughs> uh, that that's that that's the money matchup right there. Oh my god! Yes, all Nisa all the time, baby. Yeah. What, but what, uh, this from the Michigan owner. <laughs> right. Yeah, we definitely get, need to get him on the show. Well, but, um, uh, anything else to say? Do you got any hot takes or anything like that? Yes, I do have a couple of hot takes for you. Go ahead. All right. So, you know, on, on the talks of Pro Rail, they didn't, they didn't have the vote. I think they just had a conversation. They they were supposed to have a vote at the summer series, but I think they're. They they're they're in the they're in the planning phase of it, but uh. Let me ask you, would you rather if if they do decide to implement Pro Rail in the USL, would you want a premier division or to go head to head with the MLS? Oh, I I I'll answer that quickly. Yes, I would love to see that. Um, would we be there? I don't think we're ready to be on there. And what I mean we is FC Tulsa. Um, I think you can put most of all our major Major um, city teams like, you know, Louisville City, um, San Diego, Sacramento, you know, all the big name teams, uh, San Antonio too. Sorry, Harry, I wasn't trying to not say your team. Um, but teams like that, and I, I, what I would love is some MLS teams to just say, you know what, this new Premier League sounds a lot better than being in this MLS team where I got to pay for Messi. Um, and Neymar. And Neymar. And Suarez. And Pulisic. And whoever else they can get on there. And Bobby. But, um, yeah, I would love to see that. So, I'm going to answer my question. I don't want us to have a premier league to go head-to-head with the MLS. Um, I, I wasn't a soccer fan until – 10 or so years ago. Uh, I was a huge baseball fan, or I still am a huge baseball fan, a huge basketball fan, huge NFL fan. The history of in the United States of 
an upstart league trying to go toe-to-toe with the established sporting leagues never works out for the team that decides to go toe-to-toe with them. Um, in the NFL, the USFL tried to do it. Um, failed miserably. Went bankrupt after three or four years. Um, in the NBA, um, I think it was the ABA and the C- CBA tried to do it with the NBA. Failed miserably after five or so years and went bankrupt and the NBA absorbed a few teams from there. And the other ones took took a payout and folded and went away. I know soccer is a different beast, but in the United States, we're not Europe. We're not we're not Europe. It's pro sports is a pretty much a monopoly. You got you got your top dog, and then anybody that tries to go up against them, they, the top dog squishes them. I think we've carved out a really nice niche as a second division um, and a third division for League One. It gives the non-major cities a chance to see high-quality soccer. And I, I'm afraid if we try to, try to poke the bear of Major League Garber, he was he was squishes. But to your point that you said earlier about, you know, how other leagues get started and whatnot and then they finish. I mean, football, they had the AFL and then they had the like the NFC or NL National League and then the AFL American Football League. They merged. Same thing happened in baseball. They merged. You know, they had two quality things and they combine them together. That's my hope that it shows oh, MLS that it's it's capable, it's possible to have a pro rel league. Um so, and so when they merged, that was in the early nineteen hundreds when everything within NFL was in like nineteen twenties, nineteen thirties. That's when it was in infancy. I know MLS is in infancy, but it's twenty twenty three. They're not going to merge it. They're going to squish us if something happens, if, if we try to go toe-to-toe with them, especially Garber. And for me, another thing, another reason why I do want that to happen, because all ties lift all boats. You know, if a little bit of competition for MLS to make them better, let them try to squash us. I mean, let them try. It It only is going to do two, one of two things. Either kill USL or make us stronger, make us more, more like a, a bigger league, uh, to be seen more, to be to be watched, to like oh see see what's gonna happen, what can MLS do to kill off USL, the Premier League, you know it's the name by itself already has recognition, um, from overseas and here in the United States, uh, it's just for me it would help both leagues one way or the other you know financially um a lot of backing from international having pro rail having you know they have to do something with that territory right so but it's just i I would love to see it for just the chaos all right let's move on to hot take number two go ahead all right all right so would you like to see major league garber invest in the what they're doing right now by bringing in Messi, possibly Neymar, you know, overloading Inter Miami, or would you like to see them try to bring back 
uh, United States stars, say the Christian Pulisic or the Tyler Adams or the Weston McKinney's, you know, let Messi and all those aging stars of Europe, let them stay over there, go to Saudi Arabia and bring back American players to, uh, you know, You know, I I know what you're about to ask me, and Mm -hmm. it is funny. These past two weeks, I've actually had conversation with a couple guys that work with me at American Airlines, and they keep saying, oh, man, Mario, have you been watching that Messi? You watching Messi score those free kicks? And I'm like, what do you know about free kicks? (laughs) These guys that are, you know, middle-aged, Caucasian males, talking about soccer, about watching the MLS. And before this, before Messi got on there, I was like, no, I, I I hate that idea. But, you know, to see people just kind of pay attention to the league, pay attention to soccer, and even try to get involved. Like, I even heard one guy say, hey, I'm going to teach my kids how to kick like Messi did. And I'm like, uh, yeah, just, you know, don't do those steps in front of the goal, buddy. <laughs> and now, um, and all jokes aside, but I, I do like the fact that more eyes are starting to get onto MLS, but um, I, that's my positive about it. Do I wish that's the way we get people to watch it? No. But whatever helps the soccer, the niche of soccer in the United States grow, I, I'm all for it. All right. So I want you to ask those guys questions tomorrow. Like, are you watching Messi? Are you watching Inter-Miami? No, I can already tell you it's messy. <laughs> yeah, messy league soccer there, bud. All right. You got any hot takes? Oh, yes. I just got one for you. So, um, Austin is going to be playing St. Louis. Are you going to watch that match or are you going to watch the Miami FC game? Because now you're an Enter Miami fan. You're a Vice City fan. Which one are you going to be watching? Uh, first of all, I'll see what USL games are on. Okay, good answer. Good answer. Uh, I I don't I honestly do like I've I've missed quite a few Austin FC games because I like right now I'm watching the replay of the Phoenix San Antonio game. Yeah, I I like the USL. I I like the level of play. You know, the guys seem hungry in the USL. Um, the the quality. In the last four years, has gotten so much better. Um, you know, I'll, I'll I'll see what USL games are on first. Then I will go to Austin FC. Then I will go to Messi. Good. As I told you yesterday, I made a mistake of watching MLS next. There was nothing on um, TV to watch yesterday, so I was like, you know what? I'll give this a chance. And no lie, it was Revolution 2 versus New uh, Orlando City 2, or B, whichever you want to call them. And right. five minutes into it, I fell asleep. Now, hmm. let me tell you, it was a high-scoring game and all, but I fell asleep. There was basically nobody in the stands. So there was, like, one of the guys for, I think it was Orlando City, his wife and his daughter came up and hugged him after he scored a goal. And I was like, where's the fans? Where's everybody else at? And I'm like, how is this possible? And they played in Kissimmee, Florida, 
not in Orlando City, but Kissimmee, Florida. Um, yeah. And I was like, I, I woke up from my nap and I looked at my girlfriend. I was like, um, what's going on? She's like, oh, you just missed a couple goals. I was like, can we turn this off? Uh, I'm I'm ready to go to sleep or go somewhere. And then she's like, yeah, we're going to go to Elgin Park and go watch the, <laughs> the watch party for the FC Tulsa match. I was like, oh, okay, we'll do that. So I, I don't even know who won. I know the scores got high. and uh, Yeah, actually, Revolution won 4-3, to three, I think it was, but I didn't really care. And just like you, I'm just going to focus on USL. And if if there's a match, I'm going to try to stay awake for any other league, but USL or bust for me. There we go. Good man, good man. <laughs> well, well uh, do you have anything else to say? Anything else to mention? Uh, I uh, just really excited for the next home match, country night. Go get boot scooting boogie. Yeah, maybe oh. we should sing uh friends in low places in the crowd. I don't oh, know. Yeah, I think I think it's a mandatory to sing that song. <laughs> but um, well, great. Well, um, thank you for being on tonight. Uh, thank you so much, Tim Hanson, for um being on as well. Really appreciate it. You might catch you up on that offer that you said for to watch a couple of USL USL matches. I'm really intrigued on the other teams and hopefully give them cover as well so we can talk to their owners and managers and maybe some players. Um, But thank you all for listening. I really appreciate it. If you do me a favor, share this, like it, send it to your friends. Um, Send us any questions. Um, Shadow Wolf, we missed your questions this week, but um, hopefully the next one we can have you on or have some of your questions on. I really appreciate it, David, for being on here with me. And vamos, Tulsa. Vamos, Tulsa. About the block you kick it on, or the pot you pissing on. I'm from my hotter hell of poverty where cops are killing. The youth to lock in prison, gotta get from around this living. I hold my own, and I don't even got a chrome. I caught the block, mama oldest acting like he grown. Now peep the logic. Got a heap of problems, a mathematician. You see, I gotta keep it honest. A past offensive. From my childhood, I force you to forfeit. Turn snitch a crossover, source work for corporate. The hardship is not marked for fake artists barking. The art seek astrologists, a start to your rocket ship. Soon as I change styles, the moment that y'all pocket it. And prophets' eyes prophesize giant side dollar clips for blessings. And ain't no way contested for us outsiders charging 20 Jesus session. Forward and I can't go back. Lessons that I went through put some questions on my mental forward and I can't go back. The stress that I've been through, I left that in the rear view forward and I can't go back. Lessons that I went through put some questions on my mental forward and I can't go back. The stress that I've been through, I left that in the rear view. <laughs> yeah, uh, outsiders in the casa. Outsiders in the yeah. casa.